Hi, this is Alex Hicken with the Vegan Bros podcast, recording episode six of season five. Um, Kyler is with us. Um, we've kind of been able to catch up somewhat, but <laughs> um, <laughs> how have you been? I've been good. How about you? I've uh, been busy. Busy, yeah. But uh, yeah, doing well. Have you made any progress in your productions, your music productions? Uh, a little bit here and there, just working on it slowly, working on getting some new uh, percussions and drums and stuff before. So, Freedrumkits.net. Uh, nice. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Kyler invited me to join his Telegram group. It's pretty cool. He puts all of his music on there. And do you guys use Telegram? Uh, Trevor and Nick? I have it. Um, don't have any groups or anything. I have like one friend that once in a blue moon sends me a video of him like dunking. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> Telegram. Yeah, I have no reason to use on. it yet either. So, I mean, yeah. I, I would guess I would use it if I had people to talk to, but like I have I talked to maybe like two or three people in general. And I already have one or two services for that. So, but I suppose I could, it wouldn't hurt to join one more. Yeah. Uh, Kyler hasn't shared any new stuff yet. The, the group seems to be pretty old, so he's been on it for a while. <laughs> Uh, how how's your uh, week, Trevor or Nick? Um, just uh, another week on the farm so far. Yeah, we got a a new junior that's um, very interesting. He is always talking to himself and listens to some odd music and. I don't know. He's an interesting character. Hmm. Like, is, are they a good worker? Uh, I wouldn't say he's a good worker, but he's not a bad worker. He's he's slow to learn. He does interesting things. So, yeah. Yeah, my my week also has not been super interesting. Just kind of another day on the farm, as Trevor said, but. Uh, I don't know. I got to where I work. We do a bunch of different things. And I got to do a lot of artwork reproduction this week, which is pretty fun. So I shot um, maybe 20 or 25 paintings from different people. And I do a color match and a light booth and stuff and make sure that the digital files look good. And a lot of it's just kind of artists that are wanting the, wanting that service. But a couple of, we got one, a couple that were sent to us in boxes that oh, wow. had to be digitized before um, being I think they're going to be put into a museum, but they have to be authenticated. So they needed specific photos of certain parts of the images, the front mm -hmm. and the back. They needed how the frame looked. And then again, the color match and everything. So it's kind of, I, I like doing that. I mean, there's lots of my parts of my job that are, um, you know, fun. But in particular, I think that's it suits my exacting brain for like, this has to match exactly. This has to be a perfect reproduction. Um, and I'm cool. going to, so that's, that was kind of fun. It's kind of, it's fun to work with artwork that's good too. Sometimes, sometimes people will pay a lot of money for a service for, some artwork that's um, of questionable taste, but sometimes we get actual skilled painters. You know, I Googled the painter and they were like, 
relatively well known. They were going they were going at auction for a large sum of money, and I was like, "Wow, this is cool. It's fun to like actually handle good work." So that was fun. Oh, have you done? Was it no, not reproduction? Like, have you done that work much before? Yeah, I mean, as as kind of as long as I've been at my job for the last four, like five years. Um, one of the services we do is the art reproduction, but I, because of me, we've really upgraded our studio because I, I, I like have the knowledge for doing higher end capture like that. So we, we, every year we do more and more, like I look at the numbers, we do more and more artwork, which is pretty cool. Um, wow. Like I said, a lot of it's local people who just need digital files of their art, their paintings, but some, every once in a while it's cool stuff. My, my favorite card I like to pull out is that we um, had a, one of the, Everybody knows the photographer Ansel Adams, one of the most famous like landscape photographers or photographers in general ever to live. Mm-hmm. And um, his his estate, one of his family members, brought in some of his original teaching materials when he did when he taught classes. So we had fifteen or twenty of his original huge posters with his original darkroom prints. And I got to, I got to take those in the, into the studio and photograph them, and then completely restore them for and then make a new set, like two or three new sets of metal prints for the university and for their for their gallery. So. Mm-hmm. That's like that was a couple of years ago now, but it was, it was every you know for all the kind of average everyday th- everyday things of me helping a person take make a you know make a four by six photo of their dog. Every once in a while, there's something really cool like oh I actually I, I did help the Ansel Adams gallery, so well, I guess that's my small claim to fame there. Nice, that's cool. <laughs> 50, 15 seconds of fame. Yeah, well, you got to take the small wins. <laughs> How about you, Alex? I guess did you say just like been another another week of the same you have things you're looking forward to but is anything interesting happening and has anything interesting happened recently mm, we watched the eternals movie yesterday with trevor and i and my wife uh my my friend's like a big movie guy and he's totally ripping the movie apart <laughs> he's i've heard mixed things about it yeah he he would agree with the critics and give it less than 50 (laughs) percent but i think uh the new uh story is better than the last arc of marvel um although it is kind of not a perfect like story for the movie i think the uh general concept of it is better than the previous arc of marvel hmm. well that's cool so it was it was entertaining enough to watch yeah <laughs> they have some fun characters and but it's not <laughs> yeah it's definitely not a fun and definitely not a perfect movie <laughs> it's not as good as Sanchi and the seven rings with the uh, aquafina in it It. All right, liquid death is better. Aquafina. Not oh, you dignify that with a response, but okay. Isn't Aquafina like a, a Aquafina is a fucking human? <laughs> if you search oh. Aquafina, she will come up in something. Google, I don't know. Trevor can tell you all about Aquafina. Aquafina is a sassy Asian. That's what she is. Oh yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Isn't there a that, isn't there a water brand? What is that breathy response? Oh yeah, <laughs> well, I, I remember Aquafina. <laughs> oh. 
Is it going? Anyway, a... sidetrack. Are, are we like a kind of a technology and news kind of podcast? Maybe <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if like Aquafina influencers is what we are. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I did yeah, like yeah. Aquafina specialist. I could edit that Aquafina, conversation. Uh, fan, <laughs> fan over here. Um, uh, Pokemon leaks. Yeah, uh, the newest games are coming out November nineteenth, but. People already have them in hand and are playing them and streaming on Twitch and YouTube. And the Pokemon Company is not happy, and the Nintendo's like taking them all down. And did the uh, yeah, did the, like, been, the game ROM leak, or did the actual physical cartridges like get? Um... Bo- yeah, both. Oh, yeah. Hmm. It's a wow. uh, built-in Unity, so that's kind of interesting. Um. And apparently oh, the ROM is the same for both versions. It's like a change of a couple of things in the code that makes it uh, one version or the other. Um, yeah, there's very little changes from the original game aside from a uh, graphics update. Uh, there's been a lot of glitches. Apparently there's going to be a huge like 8 gigabyte day one uh, patch. Uh, that you have to download to play the game. Like, there's no like in- a really large update for a Pokemon game. I mean, <laughs> yeah. maybe maybe I'm just huge. old, and I come from the time when a Pokemon game probably was contained in like four or eight megs completely. But I don't know, eight gigabytes for a Pokemon game. This is the end of days. <laughs> or the what Pokemon game that's yeah. pretty fucking incredible. Yeah, <laughs> there is apparently no intro uh, video yet in in the game presently. And the music's not like updated. Some people think that might be updated within the next eight gigabyte update. Um, yeah, and there's a bunch of other content that's going to be added into it in this update. So, yeah. But you're going to get it right day one. Uh, hopefully, I'll probably get it. I'll probably get like the double pack and play one. You as still like buy a... physical releases for the. Not the, the Switch, not the DS. Or do you just download Yeah. It? I like uh, cartridges for the Switch. Um, for PS5, I don't care for CDs, but cartridges are, I don't know, the novel, cool to have. But did you see any of the, the streaming or any leaked content? Uh, I mean, I'm not super interested in seeing leaks, even though it's... <laughs> It's like a remake, so say, it's not like... I mean, we, we do it's not know, much we, we've all played this it's game just... like 12 years ago or something. So. <laughs> I think it's been well, spoiled for you by the original games. Yeah, it's like, same exact story. Cynthia's still the champion. Oh, surprise. Um, I swear, I played Pokemon for the story, you guys. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so I'm excited for that. Probably get the double pack and play one and like a Nuzlocke and the other one just however i want so <laughs> nice yeah i'm kind of undecided i mean I, I love pokemon but i don't know i haven't really been swayed maybe if i see enough talk about it everybody's really excited about playing it i'll just have to jump on the bandwagon but uh, personally it wasn't my favorite generation there were cool aspects of it but i don't know you know we'll see maybe if trevor talks about it enough i'll be swayed <laughs> i'll be talking about my piplup and how it can beat your chimchar so 
I'll be all fucked off about it. <laughs> yeah, it's um, my intro topic, I guess. Yeah, my first topic is something that I've seen previously, but I don't. Maybe they're in a beta, and I couldn't. They didn't invite me or whatever. But the website or search engine is called uh, Neva, or yeah, I think it's called Neva. It's actually uh, it's kind of interesting because it's kind of the opposite of Google, but um, it's uh, designed and. Yeah, like- Established by this uh, Indian name, it's Suridhar Ramazami. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it it doesn't have any ads in it. And one thing that's interesting is that uh, it says that forty percent of all search engine results are ads. Or paid ads, <laughs> so you, this uh, search engine is pitching. If you want uh, true results, not manipulated by people paying for the content to be added to it, um, this company serves you and not uh, advertisers. <laughs> um, can I can I ask how they're making money? Um, they serve you because you are paying them. <laughs> Wait, so you have to pay to use this to use this? To get yeah, pay to win. Yeah, it's a five dollars a month the fee mm. or subscription. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that sounds ridiculous to a lot of people is that we've all gotten used to things internet search being a free service well, <laughs> free you know subsidized by ads and selling our data but you know i go back and forth if i think about it, all like for instance that's why every time i get that marketing email from wikipedia to donate to them i usually toss a few coins their way because yeah, i, I realize you know like these things hey like i get so much value out of all this stuff so if you think about it another way if would i have lived would i continue to live my life if i had to pay a few bucks a month for google or whatever services yeah i probably would because they bring enough value to my life so the idea of of paying for a service like a really good search engine is not i think a lot of people would just laugh and go why would i pay for that if i get if i could yeah. get google but if you think about it think i mean in a way I would, I would almost prefer a better a, a more private service or at least one that's a little bit less shady in terms of selling your data um if you pay a few bucks a month that's it's interesting to see if they can make that work yeah, I sent a few I, invites to people to check it out. They give out a, like, I think the free trial, like, varies. I saw five months, four months, three months. I'm not sure, but. Um, it's like a lottery. Yeah, I sent a, one to Kyler. I didn't want to send one to Trevor because he's a Google fanboy. <laughs> I just don't see, um, how, like, You'd have to have really, really good resort resorts to have it worthwhile, you know. Like, yeah, I'm somebody personally who uses DuckDuckGo for on all my devices the, as the default. And it's all it's it's generally fine, but 
there are there still are times where I go, hmm, could I get like, and I'll, I'll check a Google, I'll just do a Google search, and there will be different things, and sometimes there'll be slightly better results. So I mean, Google is they sell a lot of your data. They've tons, you know, they've injected advertising to everything. There's there's problems with them, but at the end of the day, they are still a really good search engine. So I mean, there's there is that. Like if you want the best, you know where to find it. It's probably Google. If you want a different uh, combination of traits where maybe you're willing to live with slightly less great results for other for other reasons, you can use something else. I I'm, use Bing. I'm, so if, you could use Bing. Yeah. I mean, no, but yeah. Yeah, I hear the top search result for Bing is Google. <laughs> <laughs> what irony? Yeah, yeah. I've heard that too, and I kind of love that. It's sad, but I love that. Is that like uh, the number one use for like Internet Explorer is to like search Google or something? Google Chrome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what else it was really funny. As a really quick aside, once in a while at work, we set up new computers. I remember one person saying like, how do I even get Chrome onto this computer? I'm like, you know, there's a built-in browser. Like there, there is something. And I think it was, what is it? Microsoft Edge now or something. And I'm like, you can go to that and search for Chrome and you can download it. They're like, what? I don't know. Some people are just really, they don't really understand how anything works. But it is funny when a lot of people's perception of the internet is it's, it is Google or yeah. it is Facebook or it is Chrome. Like they're, and I'm not trying to really make fun of them because not everybody's as deep into it as anybody else. But it, it is funny to step back and realize that for a lot of people, their world is typing into a Google search or whatever. Yeah, Neva has a pretty good, uh, I think it has pretty good apps now. It has a Chrome extension. We talked about <laughs> exploring some Chrome extensions. <laughs> um, but the Chrome extension like replaces the Google search and the taskbar and it also blocks trackers and um, yeah. And they also have apps that work pretty well. Mm. One thing that's kind of interesting is that if you put in like um what is the the best um like a, computer or something? like a question not a question but if you're searching for reviews of something yeah it'll actually give you like published uh reviews from uh publishers rather than just ads or shopping options and stuff it's not like you can just go to Google and ask, hey, what's the best iPad? And it's like, oh, 10 reasons why a Chromebook should be your next computer. <laughs> yeah. Watch it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? You could also control the context. That's what they want you to be able to understand that you can do. You could, if you don't really care about certain publishers, you could like, un you could take those out of the search. Um. So you have more control of what results you get. And like I don't want Engadget. Yeah. <laughs> you might not like Verge or something, I don't know. But uh, they also have, they also teamed up with this company, I think it's called, yeah, NewsGuard. Um, NewsGuard ranks um, publishers based on how reputable they are on various criteria. So you could check how good uh, 
a publication is before you click into it and stuff. <laughs> So nice. that's that's what I have. I've been wanting to look at this. I kind of like looking into different search engines and have alternatives to Google, since it is designed and organized by a previous Google employee. It seems like the results are better than I haven't really used it that much yet. I was just exploring it today, but it seems pretty. It seems professional and works well <laughs> so far. Solid. Mm. Yeah. Um, out of the blue early this week uh, or last week, um, one of the esports players in the Overwatch League just passed away at 20 years old um the cause of death has been not um revealed because they um want privacy for the family at the moment um but he was on the philadelphia fusion and was going to be he was confirmed to be on the team roster for 2022 but yeah it's very unfortunate sad uh event uh he was a they call a flex player which is they play more than one role they could play like healer or tank um yeah so he was a beloved player amongst uh people that knew him one one person elk says like out of everyone i've met throughout my life alarm was one of the nicest and kindest people i've encountered it's very rare you can know someone for years and only have positive memories and experiences with them. To be honest, I'm kind of lost for words. That's what he said. So there's yeah, a, a big hole lost in the community of the Watch League. So it's generally um, a shock whenever anybody who's young dies because it's not that common yeah. that people who are 20 die, you know. So that's um. Uh, there's sort of the the esports angle of it's of people being upset or you know sad that somebody who played Overwatch died, but it's also just the the overall sadness that somebody who anybody had to die at that age. It's disappointing for a lot of reasons, so it's too bad. Yeah. So uh, I guess uh, yeah, I I liked watching him. He was uh, entertaining and fairly nice when he's interviewed so be uh missed for sure and yeah. anything else you guys have any other topics well i suppose i could say something about um i had a couple things i was i had a couple topics i was thinking about talking about but just choosing one of them. Um, yeah, I think I'm just going to go with the fun one. I think uh, I recently I watched a movie called Wolf Cough, and it was a really a lot of fun. And so I'm uh, I'm going to put it out there. That, that was on Hulu, right, Trevor? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So basically, uh, it was like kind of a uh, really campy sort of horror B-movie. But it came out, I 
you know, five years ago, four years ago. Um, premise is basically a cop becomes a werewolf and continues to be a cop and get shit done. And it's really funny. And, uh, you know, not, not so specific to this movie, which is a lot of fun. Um, but just in general, I, I like to mention that it's, it's isn't, isn't it fun when you find something that um, you think to yourself, I'm, how did this get made? You know, whether it's a game or an album or a movie or a photograph or a book or something, you have to think, wow, somebody, someone believed in this enough to make it into a thing that I can experience. Um, I like that enough for, for movies like Wolf Cop, where you're like, why? This is so ridiculous. And then here's a team of people who made this whole thing happen. And now I'm watching it on my TV. So um, Makeup I get and shout- special effects and editing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah everything about that. And tra- drafting. And- yeah, and at the end of the day, it's, it's ridiculous and dumb, but also really fun to watch. And hey, I laughed a few times. But hey, <laughs> we get so caught up in these things that, you know, hey, a, you know, a new, a big budget new movie, of course, it's going to have the highest quality technical specs. And it's going to have usually ex- generally acceptable writing and you know, things like this. But I, I love watching other things kind of get done because underneath the world of big budget stuff, there's always going to be these things that, if you find them, they're there and they're like, they're delightful. When you find something, you're like, Oh, I'm glad that I'm glad that someone in the world had the idea to make this ridiculous thing because I'm, I'm enjoying it. And you know, sometimes only one or two people ever find that thing. It's really obscure. Sometimes a hundred thousand people find it or 2 million people or whatever it is. But um, we, this weird horror comedy movie where there's a, a wolf cop who like goes on the prowl and stops, stops intruders at a donut store by making witty puns about werewolves. I mean, that's, right up my alley so um i don't know not really tech related but um it's, it's really fun when people do kinds of strange things like that and i, I like werewolves so <laughs> wolf out yeah exactly that, that's my contribution for, for this week if you like if you like werewolves and you like humor watch wolf cop or give it a try yeah we need to watch another wolf cop soon Literally, the, the next movie is called Another Wolf Cop. So we will watch that, yeah. The Wolf Copping 2. Exactly. I mean, it, it's funny. One of the reviews that I read for the second one, because I was kind of curious, it said, hey, you know, think what you will about this ridiculous movie. But if you're somebody who even got through the first one and kind of liked it, you're probably going to like the second one. So just watch it. I was like, hey, you know, that's a review. I can. It's an honest review that I can get behind. I'm looking forward to it. Well, you put up with it once, just do it again. It's the same runtime. <laughs> I mean, for real though, it's it's a lot. I know a couple of people that I work with, for instance, um, who are pretty, who think of themselves as um, critical when it comes to things like cinema or TV shows. Like they they mm-hmm. like the higher quality things. They really think about. Yeah, like they think about the writing. You really think about is is this good? What was the purpose of it? You take it very seriously, and then they'll watch a movie like the latest Marvel movie or whatever, and then they'll just be shitting on it and deconstructing it. And in a sense, they're not wrong because a lot, a lot of big things aren't that great. But in another sense, I, I try to keep reminding myself there's a place for multiple kinds of things. There's a place for, um, you know, the Grand Budapest Hotel and there's a place for Wolfcoff. There's a, there's a place for, you know, The Conjuring and there's a place for Paranormal Activity or whatever all these movies are. There's a place for all these different things. I think I think that some things have a definite, like, some things, you should just take them for what they are. You know, I think I think it makes it, it's more fun for you to enjoy something. If, if you just go into something knowing it's going to be 
it's not trying to set the world on fire with amazing writing. It's just trying to entertain you for 40 minutes or an hour and a half. I mean, there, there's something to be said about letting yourself just enjoy things and being like, okay, this is supposed to be dumb and fun and I can eat some popcorn and watch Aquaman four times. I mean, uh, you know, whatever you're going to do. So I don't know. I think <laughs> or the Witcher like uh, four times. What? Five times? How many? I don't even, let's not even talk about it. How many times Trevor's watched The Witcher? But good thing the second <laughs> season's coming out, so he'll have something new to watch in addition to. So maybe the I can watch season. the second season four times now. <laughs> yeah, by the time the third season comes out, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so did you have something that you wanted to say about NASA? I don't have enough information this week to put anything out there i don't want to embarrass myself <laughs> okay do you, do, you, do you have anything that's anything cool in the last week or two that's gone on anything at all in your life that you think is like was interesting or noteworthy <laughs> no <laughs> fair enough in some, some big bucks on the bowling alley that's for sure <laughs> So, Trevor, did you want to close out the podcast? I have a really quick question. Do you like the bowl, Kyler? That's a good question. It's kind of a yes and no. So over the years, and I'm not, this is not negative at all. Over the years, <laughs> I've kind of found myself to like bowling less for myself, but I still get that good fuzzy feeling when other people are having fun. Like I like to be the one behind a good time. Like, yeah, I'll go and bowl. Like my girlfriend, we're having a work party in a month and there's bowling and I'm not going to show up and be like, oh, I have to win. Like, it's just going to be, you know, it'll be fun. But over the years, I found myself bowling less. Like at when I worked at AMF before this place, I would go and I'd play 20 games. I'd play 15 games because I got a good rate, but you know, it was fun. But then you kind of get in the bowling alley world and you're working there all the time and you see it all the time and you see the back behind the scenes and you have to deal with the people and the league bowlers and the issues. Like I just, I have a hard time going there and bowling. Now, if there were other places that weren't AMF, I would go and support them too. But just like being the one behind the bowling and, and watching my coworkers have fun bowling, watching my coworkers <laughs> join, join leagues and have fun, actually have fun and enjoy themselves around people bowling. That's fun for me because I get to experience the positive aspect only of it. Um, being behind like a kid's birthday party and letting them bowl and have fun. That's cool to me. Like, I don't have to bowl to get that experience anymore because I, I get to feel it almost every day, you know? That's cool. That's pretty noble. Yeah. And I, I definitely kind of understand that. I think with, I, I think we could probably all say with a lot of jobs, right. Where mm -hmm. if you work at a job where it's something that you're interested in, once it becomes work for a lot of people, you know, if you do this for eight hours a day, even if you're not doing it in the same way as you normally would when you're recreating yourself, you know, if you're not bowling, you're working there, it, you're still around it for so many hours and you eventually go, okay, maybe I don't need to play it now that I've been here. You know, I've been working here for 40 hours this week. I don't need to necessarily go here now and bowl myself or, you know, and it's the hey, world's tiniest violin, but hey, if I work at a photo related <laughs> business, I don't, I don't always come home and want to go, Hey, now I'm ready to sit down for four or five hours and do more Photoshop work. Cause I've done this all day. Yeah. No kidding. Um, so it's, you know, it's, I think anybody can do that with any job. So I, I definitely hear where you're coming from with that. But it was just yeah, interesting for me to think about, like, you know, because I know you not, worked at bowling sorry. Like, alley. Sorry, yeah. come on. No, that was my bad. 
bowling's not ruined for me. Like I, I don't sit there and think, Oh, I don't want to bowl. It's just that when it comes down to it, <clears throat> I'd rather be at home or doing something else. Yeah. Just like I'm sure you would if you spend, you know, all day in Photoshop, like Photoshop, super fun, super cool. You can do anything with it at any time. You can change any photo to anything, but yet if you do it for work and you know, you're doing it, you're sitting there for however long, four five, six, eight hours. That's a long time to do that and do the same thing. And then to get home and then try to do it recreationally, like that'd be, that'd be hard. How many cooks do you know who cook at home? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I think about that too. I mean, I, I don't work in a restaurant, but it's like, like I just said, it's probably like that for a lot of jobs. You know, if you work, I'm, well, I'll say some people I know worked in kitchens and they, they still like, they enjoy using that at home, but I have known people who they're like, okay, I'm home. I, I don't really want to think about food. I know my, um, my mom worked in a restaurant for like 30 years and she wasn't cooking, but she was serving and she just, just okay. I don't know, to be honest, I don't know how she lasted that long, but uh, she would <laughs> she would come right. home and she was not in, she was not interested in food at all. She didn't care. She's like, I'm going to make something that will keep me alive and it's nutritious, but I, I don't really, there's, there's no passion for food there. And I, for a long time, I had no idea. I was like, what, how can you spend so much time and then not really care? And then I, you know, as I've kind of grown older, I've realized like you can compartmentalize and part of your life can be all about food or whatever and part of it can just be hey we're not going to deal with food right now because for the next 12 hours i'm just going to be home yeah yeah i think it's cool how your job is kind of experience oriented rather than like preparing for a bid or (laughs) or making someone the product with food or something (laughs) that is true yeah because some of us like you know alex or my we have jobs where it might be you know managing a project or for me like producing a a product for someone but but, um as somebody you know kyler who works for you and like giving somebody an experience it's kind of fun because when you see somebody enjoying it you you just get to see the fruits of the actual labor like you might deal with a shitload of shit but then when you have somebody having a good time you realize hey there's probably hey there's a reason that we're all here and somebody's enjoying themselves this place is worth it the job is worth it all the work that I'm doing, it paid off. Just not, it's not going to pay off to everybody. Everybody's not going to be grateful for what you do, but the people that are, you know, you have to be thankful for that. <laughs> Same for your, yeah. with your, with your work, Nick. I mean, hearing you describe what you do is, that sounds like, I mean, just hearing about it, the, the positive aspects that, that makes, I'm like, damn, that's cool. But that's like years of work and years of experience. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's like you have to on hold stuff. on to the highlights of a job, right? You know, if you have to go, Hey, for every, every one time I'll work on a couple of Ansel Adams originals. I have a couple really upset customers that the color isn't exactly how they wanted it. Now I'm, re- I'm remaking this print for the third week in a row and it still looks great, but they have no idea what they're talking about. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's going to be like that for everybody or, you know, a, a, a restaurant where somebody rejects their pizza three times because it had two oh. more pepperoni slices than they thought. So, I mean, there's the good and the bad, but um, I thought it was interesting that Alex brought that up, that you do have a kind of, a, you have an experience job where people's, the service they get is an experience, not just a product. And that's. Uh, yeah, it's very, it's very important. You never know who's going to walk in. You never know if it's the owner's friend or if it's a, <clears throat> a party or a giant buyout that they want to host every month, you know? Nice. So I don't know. You just have to be really, just really self-aware. And I've put a lot of work into myself and into this job over the last few years to get where I am, but that doesn't mean anything. No, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of feel that sometimes, but um, 
you know, part, I feel like partly if you're at a job, any job long enough, at least for me, I have to, I start get, to keep myself from getting bored. I just do more things, you know, I like for where I am, I'm helping kind of redesign our stores. I myself have been up on the ladder painting both of our stores for the last three weeks because I want them to look better. And they're like, well, I guess Nick's in charge of that. I'm like, yeah, because, because I care. You know, there's, I don't, I don't, it's too boring for me just to sit here every day and do the same thing. I care about like doing more. So I think it just depends on who you are too. Sometimes you, you know, you, some people just put more of themselves into the job, no matter what it is. Your job could be selling lemonade and you could be passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can sell uh, <clears throat> lemonade with strawberry or. <laughs> yes. Strawberry. That's true. Raspberry. When life give you, when life give you, when life gives you hickens, you make chicken aid. <laughs> life gives you lemons. You have a lemon party. <laughs> Nick just say that. Anyone hear Nick say that? What? What are you talking about? I heard nothing. <laughs> so we got. Uh, Thank you for uh, asking. Less than a man left. Good. It's uh, less than five seconds. Oh, okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See you later. <laughs>